people, especially the scaled and intermediate sort of level, and like say even the masters that aren't high skilled, don't realize is that the reason that they are low skill athletes is largely to do with your body composition. You simply can't be a high performer if you're carrying too much fat or if you're too small. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. Welcome to episode 3 of Renegade Performance Radio. I'm your host today, Zach Nothling. Today I'm going to be talking to you about something a little bit more tactical that you can go away and try to implement yourself. Now hopefully throughout this process I don't hurt your feelings too bad, but in saying that it can often be pretty beneficial to hear some hard truths. And I also want to start off with a disclaimer that this is not a conversation around body positivity, this is purely about the performance in the sport of fitness and that's a whole nother conversation. So when it comes to nutrition, the problem that most CrossFit athletes face is they enter the methodology of CrossFit with either a preconceived idea about nutrition or no nutritional knowledge whatsoever. And they're both problematic because nutrition is the fuel to the fire that is needed to be a high performer. And so a lot of athletes that come from, say, like a traditional gym background, like Globo Gym bodybuilding style, they're trained in that bodybuilder kind of mentality or methodology of uh, low calorie chicken and broccoli, that type of stuff. And then females generally enter CrossFit with a fear of carbohydrates and uh, often are massively underfueling themselves and they cause their bodies a great deal of harm and just a rigmarole of other issues. Men come into it not paying attention to nutrition whatsoever because they don't really see the benefit on working on it. And they work hard in the gym, but when it comes to recovery, that type of thing, they don't really understand the benefits. And to be perfectly honest, this is where we were early in the days. We would just fuel ourselves with like super calorie dense stuff like ice cream and burgers to get stronger. Then if we wanted to lose weight, we'd just cut all calories, cut carbs, that type of thing, um, just to lose weight if we needed to drop a couple of pounds, not realizing the effect that it would actually have on the rest of our performance. And so that would leave us doing things like underfueled when we're cutting, underperforming, we'd either be too heavy or too light for our body shape, we'd be weaker than we could be, tired all the time, susceptible to injury, um, cloudy brain, like so many negative effects that we just didn't realize because we weren't putting the effort into that nutritional side of things. And when it actually comes to nutrition for CrossFit athletes or body shapes for CrossFit athletes, what people, especially the scaled and intermediate sort of level and like say even the masters that aren't high skilled don't realize is that the reason that they are low skill athletes is largely to do with your body composition. You simply can't be a high performer if you're carrying too much fat or if you're too small. So when we're working with people on their nutrition, we start off with sort of three base categories that we want to look at you at as an athlete. Most people start in category one or category two, and then we want to progress you to category three. So category one is your athlete that's carrying too much body fat to perform gymnastics to the best of their potential. Okay, so like this was me when I started, I had to lose about 15 kgs of about unneeded fat. 
then athlete two is an athlete that is just too small or too weak in order to be competitive under heavy barbell loads. This is athletes like, um, for example, uh, Aidan Jamali, who um, competed in our 2013 regionals team, and then again in our 2017 CrossFit Games team. Um, and he had to pack on well over 10 kgs just to be able to be competitive on the barbell with others. And then finally, category three is once your body composition is about the right place, a lot of athletes are just not fueling themselves adequately for optimal performance and optimal recovery. And so that's a whole nother issue by itself. So today we're going to be touching on uh, category one and category two and what you can do about it. So for me, what this looked like when I was in my competitive career was I struggled with gymnastics. I'm six foot two, six foot three, um, and my kind of, I've always sat at around that sort of 105 sort of to 110 plus kg uh, body weight, and that's where I was when I started. I'm a little bit heavier than that now. And so when I was competing in CrossFit, um, and I needed to do all this high volume gymnastics, things like strict handstand press-ups and muscle-ups, et cetera, like all that type of stuff, I was at a drastic disadvantage against athletes who were smaller than me or significantly lighter or had their optimal body weight. And so I needed to drastically reduce my body weight to be competitive, but I also needed to try and maintain all my strength at the same time. And so that was a massive focus for me. Whereas athletes like Aiden that I just mentioned, when we were at the 2014 uh, CrossFit Regionals, there was a workout that had 80 kg overhead um, squats in it. And for Aiden, he would have only been oh, mid 70s at that point. He was epic at gymnastics, like almost a gymnastics specialist. But then he got underneath the 80 kg barbell. And he, after a couple reps, he physically couldn't do any more reps anymore. And the workout had a time cap of, say, about 13 minutes. And he had to spend the entire 13 minutes underneath 80 kg overhead squats, which meant that no one else on the team could go because he couldn't perform under that um, under that load. He couldn't practice, but with the accumulation of like the competition of the weekend, it just took its toll on him and meant that he couldn't do it. And so he came away from that knowing that he had to get significantly, uh, put on significant amount of muscle mass and significant amount of strength in order to maintain and be competitive at that high level. And so uh, you first thing that we need to do for you is you need to identify your issue or have someone do it for you like us, and then you need to formulate your plan. Now, identifying your issue, that's pretty easy. Literally a blind person can do that by just coming along and grabbing your hips and they would be able to determine what you need to do and that's which category you're going to fall into. Do you need to lose weight? Are you at optimal weight? Or do you need to gain some weight? So that's pretty straightforward. Most of you guys can figure that out yourself. The plan is a little bit harder, but it's still not rocket science. This is where you're going to be figuring out like the optimal amount of calorie intake um, for you in order to achieve your goal over a period of time. Okay, Now, when it gets tricky is the implementation. So the implementation is actually going out there and following the plan that you've come up with yourself or that a coach has come up with um, for you. And so... This is where the personalized strategies need to come in, and that's when you need to go out and actually figure out what is going to work for you and your life. Now, 
if you're a full-time athlete, it's a piece of piss. Like you don't really have to think that hard about what you're going to do. But the reality is 90% of us, 95, 99% of us aren't full-time athletes and have full-time jobs or families, work, study, all, all three of the above and are super committed, but still want to um, progress yourselves as athletes. So you need to figure out strategies that are going to work within your life. So I've come up with just like a something that you guys can implement right now and it's a bit of an action plan that you can kind of figure out in five steps. So step one, as mentioned, is just figuring out your problem. Easy. Step two is going to be adjusting your nutrition based on the goal you have. Now, as I said, a little bit more complicated, but like a simple Google, um, if you want, will be able to just figure that out for you, how many, how many calories you should be eating uh, to achieve your goal. And so just a like a quick um, insight, if you're trying to lose weight too quickly, you will lose strength quickly, um, as well as if you try, when you're trying to gain weight, you're going to need to like be extremely consistent at being in that calorie surplus for quite a significant period of time to actually achieve your goal, but then to be able to maintain that weight gain once you um, have actually achieved that goal. So that's step one and two. It's figuring out uh, what your problem is and then adjusting your nutrition based on the goal you have. Now step three, this is what you actually need to do. This is the making of the plan. Okay, so for example, let's say you've got a plan and you need to put on weight uh, to be more competitive. Okay, so this is quite common um, in males when they're starting in CrossFit and they need to be eating in a calorie surplus. So they make a plan, okay, cool, you're going to go eat in a calorie surplus, but then you realize how much food that actually is. And so you're going to need to look at strategies like, how am I going to be able to eat that much food when I'm still at work? What other, am I going to have to get into tactics like drinking my calories just to be able to consume enough? Um, what's the mindset that you need to have during that? Those are all little things that you need to be thinking about. And on the other side, those of you that are trying to um, need to lose a little bit of weight, how are you going to do this whilst maintaining strength? How are you going to do this and not be starving at work all day? How are you going to do this and still have energy to turn up to the gym? Those are the types of things that you need to be thinking about. And then once you've gone out and you've made this plan, the next step is to go and actually implement the plan. So you're going to go out and you're going to implement the plan. Now, just a quick note on that plan that you make for yourself. Usually when people make plans for themselves, they're super, super motivated and they come up with all these like excited, outrageous tactics about all the amazing things that they're going to do. The reality is you need to make your plan easy from day one because it's all well and good making this plan while you're excited right now and your motivation's super high. But when you get tired, it's Thursday night, you're fatigued, it's the middle of winter, you're cold, you're tired, you might not feel like actually implementing that plan. And so we need to come up with strategies that are pretty easy for you to follow. And so you're going to go out and you're going to implement that plan. And that plan, chances are there's going to be some things that work, but then there's also going to be a bunch of stuff that didn't work for you. And that's okay. You're going to take what worked and you're going to keep it. And then you're going to ask yourself the question of why did that not work for me? And the question why it did not work for me is really important because the last thing you want to do is get into the mindset of I just need to be better. You need to ask the question why it didn't work for me so you can start to put in different strategies that are going to allow it to work for you. Trying to just rely purely on having like a strong mindset is a surefire way to, way to fail. And so asking that question, why did this not work for me, is a really powerful way to then adjust the plan 
based on the success of last week, of the week that had just been. And so head away, adjust the plan, and then repeat the process from sort of three, four, and five again. And you're going to repeat that process of three, four, and five, which is make a plan, implement the plan, adjust the plan every single week. And you're going to do that until you get to a point where you go, holy shit, I had a really awesome week with my nutrition. And then when you do that and you get to that point and you're having that awesome week with your nutrition, the next question is, how can I make this consistent? And you need to look at what you're doing and see what strategies you can put into place to ensure that you maintain the changes that you've made. Because there's no point in only doing this for a period of time and then stopping it altogether. You want to implement these changes and then sustain them long into the future. And the way that you're going to be able to sustain them is through having strategies or systems in your life that allow you to keep doing these things on a day-to-day basis when you have all these additional stresses in life like work, kids, study, all of that type of stuff. And so that's where the magic happens. It's make a plan, implement plan, adjust plan, repeat. And usually based on any goal, you'd be looking for probably a minimum of three months to see any sort of like noticeable changes in that. And so you can, there's going to be a bit of resilience and grit that's going to be needed in order for you to stick out this um, sort of process. And that's why having someone to keep accountable to is so valuable in this process of change because you're going to get to points where you might be six weeks in and you don't notice a massive amount of change and you're probably going to want to quit. But that's when having someone hold you accountable um, or that can give you some like logical advice that you might not be able to see because you're too close to the situation um, is extremely valuable. And Different goals, obviously, depending on your body composition, are going to take longer. Um, So some people that need to put on size, this is like a year-long plus journey. Um, Because realistically, you're probably only going to be looking at about like 300-ish grams of um, like muscle gain potentially-ish a month. And so, uh, sorry, a a week. And that's going to be tough to to do. And you just have to keep keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, and you don't feel like it, but if you want to make these changes and you want to be competitive and you want to progress from just being a scaled athlete to that intermediate level, then again to that RX level, changing your body composition is vital to the process. And same thing goes on the, for those of you that need to lose weight. If you need to lose weight in order to be competitive, particularly on things like gymnastics or your body weight, like running and whatnot, then you're going to have to make sacrifices around the nutrition department. And so once you've done that, as I said, then you can just move into what we call our maintenance phase or the performance phase. And the maintenance phase, performance phase, this is when you're just thinking about fueling your body for optimal performance and optimal recovery. And you're still going to be eating a decent amount of food, but the strategies that you've already applied to get to that position, a lot of them are going to be there to kind of, are going to be there and maintained over this process. And so those are the, the three categories that we aim to help athletes get into, um, well, sorry, work from, and then always building to that last category, which is performance nutrition. So we need to change your body shape to be optimal for what you want to, your performance, and then we need to get into that optimal energy performance phase. So if you do have any questions on this, please reach out to us. But other than that, good luck. Go away, implement these things, and um, we will see you on the competition floor. We out. If you're ready to become a renegade, reach out to us at renegadeperformance.co.nz. 
and start a free 14-day trial to see how we can help you break through your plateaus.